Good evening, folks, and welcome back to another episode of South of Cheddar Curtain. As always, it's your boy, Devin Hyde, sitting across from the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Lucas Mueller. You want to say hi to the folks, Luke? Hello, folks. Is this, what, two, three episodes in the offseason, Luke? Who are we, sir? Uh, right. This is pretty impressive. We're going wild here. I love <laughs> it, but also this show is going to be so disorganized. <laughs> We're going to have two main topics today. Thank you for, for tuning in, as always. Appreciate the loyalness. Loyalty, loyalness is not a above. word. That's that's fine. So we do just want to do a, a quick little list. We don't have a set determined number of players. We're guessing five to eight. We're just going to go and list in no particular order, whichever yeah. comes first in our head about which Packer players, which players' development is most crucial for this team to have success in 2023. Yep. And then the other half of the show, I guess the first half of the show, is Luca texted me a couple of weeks ago about some weird tangent with Packers and NASCAR. <laughs> and Luke's into racing, and I drove a race in high school, so I really couldn't give a shit. But it's the show. So I'm here. So, Luke, please educate us all. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, it's not going to be half the show, but that's okay. So I was watching the um, NASCAR race in downtown Chicago, on the streets of Chicago for the 4th of July. Kind of wild. That, right? No, it was crazy and and very interesting. I'm not a NASCAR fan, but I watched it because it's quite the event, and I like other kinds of racing. But super interesting. And on the back of one of the pit crews, um, jerseys or, or outfits they wear, right? The suits they wear. Mm-hmm. I noticed a name that seemed familiar to me. Buonio. Buonio? Buonio. I think that's how you pronounce it. And I was like, hmm, that looks really familiar to me. Really familiar to me. I feel like I've seen that name on the back of a jersey before. Hmm. So I did a little Googling, right? Did a little Googling and found out that that is, in fact, Joel Buonio, who no one's going to remember, but was on the Packers a couple of years ago throughout the preseason. I believe he got cut right before the season start. Late preseason cut. Bro, he must have been like like eighties, <laughs> nineties, like like those guys that don't even make it into Madden. No offense. Yeah. That re- that name does not ring a bell at all and you know we're insane. Yeah, correct. He was like six string running back for us to Albano and of all people, we should know him a little bit better. At least me know him a little bit better than I did because he went to NIU the same time I did. He was our starting running back for a couple of years. I was like, man, it small took you world. that long to realize it. He, well, I, I didn't want to say this part, but he was the running back I didn't like that started. So it kind of took a little while, kind of pushed him to the back of my mind because he was the one I wanted the backup to take over for. He was ah. pretty uninspiring. Yeah, we hide trauma. That's what we do as human beings. Correct. I got correct. You. He was pretty uninspiring as far as a running back goes. He's big, but not super powerful. Um, so, but he's worthless. the not worthless. Not if worthless. you're big, that means you're going to be slow, right? These euphemisms you talk about. Yeah, he's slow and he doesn't truck over people. It was Patrick Taylor before he became a demigod. Uh, honestly, pretty similar to Patrick Taylor. That that kind of vibe. Yeah, before. Correct. Correct. Early Patrick Taylor. So I just thought that was kind of a weird little thing I noticed. Like I said, a quick little Google, and he runs the the jack to jack up the cars on the pit crew for Denny Hamlin. Like. One of the best drivers in the NASCAR. And I was like, that is wild. That's and, actually pretty sick. I mean, at least right? he's still involved in professional sports. 100%. He, he kind of bounced around. I think he had a cup of coffee on like four or five different NFL teams, um, preseasons, you know, practice squad type stuff. And eventually found a niche somewhere, which is that's super interesting. Um, NASCAR crews have done that for a while. Take former athletes and kind of turn them into pit crew members. They're just kind of cool. Be like, huh, 
I know who that is. That's weird. A little bit of a Packer connection there. It's pretty sweet, too, that these guys, like this running back, right? Even though he wasn't great, he was still the bell cow back at a Division One school. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to go and kind of like be almost like metaphorically an offensive lineman. Like he's going to get no glory. He's just yep. going to be a team guy in the literally in the pit. Correct. I think that's pretty cool that they're able to get guys and to bring them to that humility. And then they still want to, you know, go forth in that team effort. And he still gets to be part of a team, right? A very successful Lots one that's won multiple races this year. And it still gets to be an athlete, right? Still gets to do something kind of athletic. So it's super interesting. They got to jump over the fence and run out there and jack the car up and whatever. There's a reason they have former athletes do this now. Fair. They, they didn't used to, but they found an edge where it's easier to carry a tire if you're super strong. You know, that kind of thing. And and you got to jump over the wall. It. You got to do it fast, too, Correct. right? I feel like whenever I'm in a, a code or a rapid response or something at work, I'm like trying to open a flush, and it's like, doesn't fucking open. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> come on, come on, come on. So I probably should not be throwing any shade at NASCAR grooves. Correct. And Fair. hey, good for him, man. He's making a living out there doing something pretty cool. Yeah. Former Packer. Good for him. That was a him. good share. Okay, I was a little nervous as to what that was going to be. <laughs> not saying I thought it was gonna not be super exciting but that was even better than i thought so, in pre-show i mean we didn't obviously it wasn't a thing before the show really but illinois own dudes from naperville <laughs> you know, i was just gonna say on well, that whole you know illinois own train yeah went to aurora christian high school that it took you that long to realize who he was same as chad Beebe. chad Beebe. i think he's a free agent right texas yeah. cut him again yeah so sad, man. Poor guy. That is, out of any NIU player, that is one that I rooted for more than anybody else. Chad Beebe? Chad Beebe. Well, I sat behind him in class. Yeah. I didn't I had go to that a, class a whole lot, but I sat behind him. I had a, uh, I was in a group with his then fiance. So that was, that was cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. To our most influential Packer players. Correct. Ones that need to take a step this year. Ones that need to take a step. Let's do Jordan Love last. Yeah, let's just. I honestly feel like we don't even need to talk about it, but we can for you. We can. Yeah, let's let's save him for last. All right, let's throw out some other names first. First one that comes to mind. Yeah, who you got? This might this might surprise you a little bit. Okay. Devontae Wyatt. Oh no, he's on my list as well. Devontae Wyatt. Hundred percent. You know, we said we weren't going to like order them, but for me, I think he's the biggest one. Right, one of the biggest issues on this defense last year, this team last year. Was the run defense. Yep. Right? And for years, we've been saying the same old thing. We need to get Kenny, you know, get Kenny's Batman, get him some help, get him some Robin, right? And if you look at our offseason moves, you know, we lost Illinois' own. We did. Both of them. I guess Lancaster was gone last year, but now we lost Lowry, we, too. We did. We lost Jerron Reed. We lost kind of all these other guys that were the number, you know, it was like him and Wyatt. Yeah, I they think were all Reed the, the was two. probably like number two last year, and he had some really good games for us. He saved the game against Miami. Totally. He did. He, totally. did. he was kind of inconsistent, but he definitely flashed. He did. So I guess we're hoping for an addition through subtraction because both the guys we added in the draft, we talked about this, neither of us think they're going to contribute greatly in the running game. No, it's not really their game. So this this has to be... Mr. Wyatt's coming out party. I mean, he he is the only, say, plus side in the running game. You know, his development, and I guess, you know, Devondre being healthy and whatnot, and then maybe a safety, whoever it is, not having as poor a season as Adrian Amos had. But I, I think that through the moves we made in this offseason, Gutekunst and LaFleur 
and Joe Barry showed how much they believe that Mr. Wyatt can do. And by golly, we need to see it. Which is wild, given that they just didn't let him see the field last year. And he graded out great. You know, every time he was on the field, he made an impact play. We were begging for more right? snaps. And then he wouldn't see the field for a quarter. So, I, right, they got to have some faith, but they didn't show it last year. Um, I do think what's interesting, even about Wyatt, he's not really like a run plugger necessarily. Right? He's not a huge guy. He's not a mammoth like Jonathan Ford or even TJ Slayton, right? He's True. a disruptor. So not in the same mold as the two rookies, but I think he's more of a gonna be more of a penetrator than just kind of a, a gap plugger. But hey, we need that. But that's just as effective, right? I feel like Kenny yeah. Clark is often more of a shoot the gap, get in between on a stretch player or whatever it is, and that can be just as effective as someone who takes up two blocks, preventing the linemen from going to the second level and finding a linebacker or safety. I agree, and I think we still got kind of the two behemoths for when we need that in Slayton and Ford. But clearly they have kind of redone this defensive line in much more of a disruptive um, kind of scheme, it looks like. A lot of people should be cutting through that offensive line. Yeah, you you get the play off the rails, and you let the boys show up. And one thing I will give Joe Barry's defense is that when we're clicking, right, there's been times over the past few seasons where it looks like, oh, shit, like, yeah, that's our defense, mm-hmm. right? especially like second half of the year. They do swarm tackle. Like, even in Miami, like, we were swarm tackling. They do run to the ball. They do. So just make the running back hesitate. You know, give them another second or two behind the line of scrimmage. Let the reinforcements show up, clean up. Devontae Campbell is out there blowing up people on Twitter, so he's going to be headhunting. We know about Quay. Love it. It's going to be good. Love it. <clears throat> All right, buddy, you're up. I'm going to go with a um, similar position group, Kingsley and Ikbari. He was on my list, too. Well, good. We should good. do a show together or something. Sure? Look That's at crazy. that, man. Damn. Uh, because uh, there's a couple of just easy reasons here, right? We don't know when Gary's going to come back exactly. We're just not sure. And Lucas Van Ness is a rookie, right? And they probably want to move him around anyways. Yeah. So you really got to solidify that depth. I mean, to start the season, I think Barry's probably your number two pass rusher outside of Preston Smith. Buddy, I was going to say, I mean, he might even be the best one, right? We'll see. Preston's getting a little up there. He is, and in straight pass rush isn't necessarily his game anyways. Preston? Uh, Preston, Preston Smiths. Oh, yeah. So I think Barry's really got to step up in my mind and at least fill that be a solid starter, right? And then long-term be that great number three. I think that's that's kind of the hope for this year for him. Um, he's not the most athletically gifted player on the planet, but a technician. You have said that before. I have. I mm-hmm. 100% have. But a technician that has a good move set. So I think we really need to see him step up because he's going to be outside linebacker, starting outside linebacker this year to start the year. I highly doubt we start Lucas Van Ness like game one opening day against the bears yeah if i was a budding man i'd probably agree with you there i just looked up and i was a little surprised that he only had three sacks that feels short i would have thought it was more five or six because he he had a lot of impact plays maybe he wasn't he necessarily getting all the way home but he was pulling up in the driveway and saying you better get rid of that ball i feel like there were he had a couple of swatted balls he did too right yeah. good against feel, the run as well and i feel like a lot of his production kind of came in spurts if I remember correctly. Streaky, I want to disagree yeah, with you there. a little streaky. Streaky. So I think he could have, if he plays well, that'll be huge for us. Not just to start the year so we don't have a weak linebacking crew. But I think long term, as we go forward and after this year without Preston even, I think Briar's going to be here 2-3, right? Long term. And I think we both hope that 
it's not just the traditional like okay, it's like line changes in hockey, right? Yeah. Where we just do two and two. And in a points last season, it was. But I believe if we do have, you know, if Lucas Van Ness is is close to what we think he is, right? And Gary can come back and be at least eighty percent of the athletic freak that he is. And Enigbari takes another step forward. Like the type of packages that we can send to people, especially with drafting guys like Carl Brooks. Mm-hmm. Like I think we can really mess with people's heads. And another step from Enigbari would only just make that even better. When everyone's healthy, right? A good Enigbari lets us do a lot of the stuff we did with Sidarius Smith that first year we had the Smith Bros. And oh Gary, yeah, right? And we just wrecked people. We killed them. And Enigbari's not going to be the guy to do what Sidarius Smith did. He's going to be the solid guy on the outside, setting the edge, doing the dirty work a little bit, so that Lucas Van Ness or Sean Gary can go be the freak that's just plowing people over wherever they go. Or vice versa, when they double-team Rashawn or maybe double-team Nessie, because, I mean, he's coming out of Lagoon. You don't want that. That's true. You don't want that smoke. Uh-uh. So when they're double-teaming those guys, then he makes he makes his lunch there. He yeah. makes his money He's going to get a lot of place. one-on-one opportunities. And the man is going to have to take advantage 100%. for this defense to have success. I fully believe that. 100%. Oh, crap. It's my turn again, isn't it? It is. You know, we first stealing each other, so that doesn't help. For a second, I was thinking Patrick Taylor after we talked about it. RB3. And really? I say I think that we should exclude rookies for this. I would agree. Because, of course, they, they need to show us something. Agreed. Obviously. I think Josiah is too stereotypical for me. I will go... Let me go Elton Jenkins. Oh, okay. He was not on my on mine, so I'm really, really looking forward to this. So, I mean, he came back from his ACL yeah. last year, obviously, right? And I know that we kind of had to move him around a few different spots. Um, And I know that, you know, Bakhtiari's health is also a concern, but mm-hmm. I just feel like with how much Elton moved around, and I feel like while he was in ground at different spots, his play was more up and down than Bakhtiari's was. I would agree. Like if Dave was in there, he he was still Dave. You know, somehow he was. It was amazing. So if you think about the offensive line and how we believe it's going to be constructed, where you have Dave at left tackle and Elton at left guard. I mean, if if those two are playing to the best of their ability, if we're getting like the Elton Jenkins that we know and love that's going to really help out Jordan Love. 100% it will. And he is going to be a mauler in the run game. And that's how this this offense is going to hum. Is a lot of the run game, play action, mm-hmm. and protecting Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. And two, and two, who's he next to at center? Josh Myers. Josh Myers, who... So far. <laughs> Most likely, right? I mean, we'll see about More the whole than potentially Zach Tom, and then you could just put in Josh Myers if anyone else gets hurt, and then you move Zach Tom there. I don't hate that idea. But if you do have Josh Myers there, and you have Elton being Elton to kind of help him out a little bit, I would feel pretty good about this Packers offensive line. I completely agree. That makes perfect sense to me. And I think, I honestly think a more stable line will help him significantly, right? Because last year, we didn't know who was playing week to week. It was musical chairs, man. Royce Newman. 100%. Nashville zone. Oh, God. Yeah. We, we, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I got to own that one. You did that. You did that, sir. I got to own that one. But Elton, he, uh, he plays best, at least so far. And he was coming off injury, to be completely fair. Agreed. But 
he didn't look himself until he kind of settled back into his role. And then he started being kind of the player we expected. He didn't play great at left tackle there at times or anywhere else we really moved. So I think a stable line will help him significantly. So if Dave is back and back for good, you know, at least for this year, I think that that'll help him out tremendously. And I look forward to him just killing people again, just eating Aaron Donald's lunch repeatedly. Yeah, the, the playoff game was just absolutely hysterical, it right? It was beautiful. Why do we have this wonderful tradition of just making every single superstar defensive tackle, like the best in the league at the time, mm-hmm. we make them choke somebody out or stomp on them? Which is hilarious. It's a it's kind of a hilarious trend. I feel bad for the guys that get choked out and stomped on. but Yeah, probably not great. No. Never Poor Evan, myself. D- Evan Dietrich Smith. Poor guy. That's literally like the only thing he was known for. You know, he Correct. was a he was a fine backup guard. Yeah, no problem with him. I'd rather have him than Royce Newman. He's somebody you want on your team, right? He, he can play center. He can play guard. He was versatile. Yeah, and he. I feel like he was fine in spot duty. You wouldn't yeah. know that he was there. Yeah. Unlike when Royce is in, you know, you yeah. know when Royce is in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you do. I mean, the fact that we got through last year and we had to put Royce Newman and Jake Hansen on the field at any time. Much I mean, less together. Bro, yeah. just talking about life adversity, like when you're having a rough day, I want you to pause and think that we got through that. We did. That's pretty impressive. I mean, that's that's character building for sure. 100%. All right, buddy, you're up. Okay, so you kind of said earlier that we know what we have in this guy. I'm not 100% sure, personally. I'm going to go Quay Walker. Because I think for this defense to really take the step it needs to take going forward, Quay needs to show up more, right? He had flashes of brilliance and then flashes of stupidity. We need a down-in, down-out consistent player. Show that athleticism off all the time. Stop thinking. Start reacting a little bit more, which is what he was best at. I think at points, though, it would be better if he did stop and think about his choices. Yes, definitely. Yes. When it comes to some of those more aggressive issues. I mean, honestly, buddy, that's what I was thinking more you were talking about. No, I'm talking more about the play. I think if you have him and Devondre Campbell next to each other, you should destroy people. Agreed. And I don't think we did. And some of that's on Devondre, too. He didn't have a great year last year. But Quay needs to kind of develop, take the next step, show that he's one of the best linebackers in the league because he has that potential. We need to start seeing that consistently. I think by the end of the year, when he wasn't shooting himself in the foot with knocking referees out and whatnot— I felt pretty good on his play, honestly. I need to go felt, back and watch it. but I felt good as well, but I want to see that continuation, and I don't want to feel good. I want to feel great. All right. I think he can be dominant, so I want to see that, right? Because him and, and Devondre, heart of the defense at this point, right? And especially, too, with the questions at safety. And that's my other point with it. We're going cover, too. You carry that back a little bit farther, please, and thank you. The more Quay is on the field, the less we have to play any of our backup safeties. Which is basically our starting safeties. Correct. So they're all kind of even in my head at this point. <sighs> yeah. We just have like seven meh safeties. I feel um, like it's it's six and Savage because unfortunately we're, we're still lining them well, up Savage, safety. Right. So it, let's just real quick, real quick, right? We got Jonathan Owens, Darnell Savage, Rudy Ford, Anthony Johnson, Tavares Moore, and Dallin Levitt. And we have like maybe three quarters of a starter out of that group. Maybe. You put them all Maybe. together, you cut them up in little pieces. and Right. So I want as few safeties on the field at all times as possible until someone proves me wrong. Hopefully someone takes a step and, and then we don't have that problem. But we need Quay on the field because I don't particularly want to see Dallin Levitt out there. I love that you brought that up. Well, two things there. Yeah, 
No, thank you, Dallin Levitt. On special teams, he wasn't even very good with that wonderful uh, fake punt run. Not the person (laughs) we would choose, as we remember, speaking about that so carefully. But also, it's funny that you said that, because if you remember in our post-draft show, after I was so mad when we took both the Georgia guys, I was like... I do remember, yeah. And then, Luke, and then I went home, and I sat down for a minute, and I was like... Oh, you can just put two linebackers in at nickel as opposed to a third safety like I always do. If oh, they're look crazy at athletic and carry, can carry the running backs and tight ends, yeah, absolutely you can. Which he can. I don't remember who it was, but like he maybe Saquon. It was Saquon. It yeah. was Saquon that he Did ran down the sidelines. Strike for, for stride. Who you could argue was the best back in the league last year. Correct. I wouldn't. And is fast. Right. Yeah, when he was a dude again last year. He so was. That was no joke. That was a very good litmus test. So that's real. That's what I want to see. Mm. Yeah, that's some like Fred Warner ability, right? He's got the Jets for it. He does. That's I I need that, right? Especially because Devondre is not going to be around forever. I love him. Don't say that. Devondre will be around forever. He's not going to be around forever. And even if he is, he's not going to be a freak forever. I don't know, man. You should have seen him on Twitter today. He's gonna. Oh, he's I gonna be loaded on, for a while. I love him on Twitter. He I do was love so that. mad. Oh my god. He uh, someone was was teasing him how he wasn't like All Pro last year. He was like. The dude was like, "Oh yeah, you were you were top five linebacker your first year, and then like you weren't last year." And he's like, "Give me your number, I'll call Goody. We'll bring you out. Let's see if you do better." Oh my god! Like, why do people do this to themselves? I don't know, man, and honestly, like, I've never once been like, "Oh, let me go tweet at a player and tell them they suck." No, they're in the NFL. Why would I do that? Yeah, I don't think I ever have. Not even Bostic, man. I was gonna say you'd be more likely than me, honestly. What? Yeah. If I would, the worst thing I would do is my whole Paul Bearer joke, honestly. That's that's rough, man, though. Dude's out there doing his best. I know. He's he's doing a very good job, whoever it is, at letting me down. So I just want them to continue accentuating their talents, Luke. That's all. If anything, I'm helping the person on their development. I wish you would encourage me more. Who's your next guy? I just realized it's my turn again. Crap. <laughs> so I can't. It I, is. Uh, you know what? I said I wouldn't. I wouldn't I got, go for it. I got a couple more, so don't worry. Said I wouldn't go for it, but I'm gonna yeah. go for it. Damn it! Do it. Now is your time, Josiah. Now <laughs> is your time. <laughs> is it? Yes. Okay. No, no, no. There's no more of this, right? Because we know that Josiah was not Aaron's guy, right? Absolutely not. Absolutely for whatever not. reason. You think about when Love plays, who does he throw the ball to? He comes in against Minnesota, he throws like six passes, where do three of them go? Josiah. Plays in Minnesota the year before, who does he dump one off and then he goes 80 yards? Josiah. That was so, the, his career highlight That so far. was his career highlight. I think he had another touchdown in Minnesota one year. I don't remember which year. Oh, yeah, I know. As someone who's looked up his highlights, <laughs> there's, there's not a whole lot to watch. It's very short. So you have that Aaron's gone. Yeah. And that Jordan loves his boy. And again, the eye roll with the whole Matt LaFleur offense conversation, which he won't admit to. He says it's all just foobar. But I truly believe this offense works when you have pieces in motion, when you have yeah. marrying the run and the play action, and you see San Francisco with all their condensed formations with Kyle Juszczyk just having two backs in general. Yep. It, uh, even, I think personally, Josiah was most useful last year when we put him in motion as a lead blocker. Yeah. He was great at that. Josiah was actually like taking people's heads off. He was. This it was wasn't great. just me saying that. I'm, he was. That's all he did pretty much. Jazz but and that Josiah. was good. Yeah, man. That was good. So you get him on that. And then sometimes you leak him out a little spider two wide banana just 
defense forgets about him, and if he catches it, he's maybe not going to break it for 80 yards every time, but he can get you five, six, seven. Yeah, for sure he can. Which is wonderful. It moves the chains, keeps the defense honest. And I believe this is, what, his fourth year in the league, right? So this is this is his contract year. I mean, either way, like, this is it, buddy. Like, you have no more excuses. Yeah, it's the fourth because it's the same with A.J. Dillon and Jordan Love. And especially, you look like the tight end room last year, the year before. Just look at last year. Big Bob goes down, right? Yep. The ACL coming back from that. Mm-hmm. Mercedes Lewis is until Miami glorified tackle. Tackle Tyler Davis was the worst player on the team in preseason. Yep. So you were still having him in this weird tight end realm, and you're right. That's not where he's meant to be. I'm glad you you got there. It took some time, but he you got is there. meant to be a fullback, H back, probably H back, whatever magical term you want to use. That's where he needs to be. Agreed. So there are no more excuses. This man is going to throw you the ball. You're going to be right where you need to be. And I said like a month ago, over 300 yards total, including preseason. So when I'm there, Josiah, in a month, I'm looking for you, brother, to get that train going, sir. I'm expecting to see you targeted early and often. Wow. I'm glad you went there. I mean, if he's your boy, and we all know that he's your boy, I mean, you got to go to Pat for him. I don't really know why, but he Honestly, is. Honestly, I have no idea. You picked a tight end that isn't a tight end to be your guy out of the worst draft we've had in years. So I, I have he no idea. He's the only good pick. I mean, hopefully Jordan Love is, is also a good pick. Oh, yeah, he was in and, that. And, and, and AJ Dillon. <laughs> I got 20 minutes of sleep last night, folks. Please forgive my sins. Okay, okay. Well, that yeah. that's pretty good. It's hard to, it's hard to top him. Um, Patrick Taylor. But I'm I'm gonna go. Are you gonna say Corey Ballantyne or Valentine and get it wrong? No. Because I don't know which one's which at this point. Oh <laughs> um, you can text me throughout. Are you hoping one of them gets cut? No, because they're both supposed to be like pretty decent, yeah. right? Like they both have had flashes, but it would make our life a lot easier for sure. No, I'm kinda I'm kinda waffling between um between two here. One of his your one of your top three least favorite players on the team. Oh uh, yeah, makes sense. And and he definitely needs to get brought up. But I'm gonna I'm a little bit of a curveball. A little bit of curveball. And this is not fair to him. So I, I feel bad for this. But Eric Stokes, because he's been hurt, and we don't even know exactly what really and what happens and how long he's gonna be out. We don't know when he's coming back. But he didn't look great last year, right? In long term. The future of this secondary, I think, semi hinges on him. Oh, totally. Because Jair's going to be Jair, right? And we got Jair and we're fine. Rasul's going to be Rasul and be, you know, streaky, hot, cold, aggressive, everything, right? We but love I it. think the God's like 28 now, isn't he? He's not Something up, like up there yet, but. Something yeah. like that. But long term, it's going to be hard to keep him. Like if he balls out, it's gonna it's gonna get increasingly harder and harder and harder to pay for him. I don't like your use of the word if. When he balls out, it's gonna be increasingly harder and harder and harder to pay for him. It's not gonna take one, two year deals forever, right? No. So we need Eric Stokes to come back healthy, first off. And we need him to pick up from his rookie year. Because he was great his rookie year, right? Terrible ball skills. Terrible. God, he had like seven <laughs> dropped interceptions, right. but he was always there. But he was right there. And if we can have always being right there with Jair just being a maniac on the other side. We're golden for years to come, right? But if we have to go back to the well at cornerback again, 
and try to figure it out again when we're not very good at figuring it out besides Jair and getting super lucky with Rasul. I don't want to go through that again, you know? I don't want to have cornerback really number two just be some schmuck over there, you know? Because then they're just going to throw at them all game. I mean, it's Jair. You don't throw at them normally, and it's a schmuck, like, Done deal, homie. You're Done deal. never going to throw towards Jair. Never. Right. Never. So I really, we need him to come back. And I know it's not going to be week one probably, right? There's a good chance, depending on exactly how everything plays out, he's going to miss some time. But he needs to come back and be a quality starter level player. And I hope he does because he seems like a good kid overall. And he had some really unfortunate, they had an unfortunate injury that really, I think, stunted his growth in that year too. But... I really want to see him come back and play well again. I was laughing when we were talking because it was the week after we called out him and Darnell Savage for not tackling people that he finally made a tackle in Detroit and then like broke two things at once. And we've never seen the footage. Correct. So not great there. Not great there. I agree for the long-term success of this team. He is pivotal. He's a first-round draft pick, and we did see wonderful flashes from him his we rookie did. year, especially because Jair was out, wasn't he? Yeah, so he was He CB1. was the number one. He was CB1 as a rookie, and yep. he held it down pretty well. wasn't perfect, but I was I was pretty happy with how he played. I, I was pretty impressed. To you. I felt like he was top one, two in his cornerback class, and he was picked at the end of the first round when most of them were picked pretty highly in that class. That was a pretty good cornerback class. Probably did help that he had the king himself on the other side. It always didn't, helps. Didn't hurt. But um, here's my question, though. Yeah. Right? If we're thinking about how we predict this defense to come out, mm-hmm. I think we're both on the same page. Yeah. That Savage is best in the slot. And yeah. we want to put Keyshawn in the slot. And so then if we're, if we're not moving Razul back, that's another reason why I say we should move him back to safety. It's all about trying to get right your best players on the field. Okay. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about the the five, six, fifteen safeties that we have that are yeah. if you put them together, maybe they're one player. Okay. Correct. I would take Razul Douglas over any of them. Would you agree? I think so. It's it's hard to fully say because we haven't seen him play safety. It is a little different. But, but the I idea agree. I'm going to bet makes you want to see it. Yeah, to at 100%. least know. Okay. 100% I do. Because then also, if you move him to safety, then you can put Eric Stokes back at outside corner. Correct. Which is where he needs to be. Doesn't seem like a slot guy. Because if you don't, I don't I don't know where he... I don't know where he goes in. Well, I think if largely... He's a sub? No, I don't think so. I think largely what you would probably see, if they're all three healthy and back together, you're going to see what I want to see. is I think you're going to see more of Jair shadowing. And generally, if you have a very good wide receiver, right, they're going to be playing from the slot a lot of times to try to get more free releases. So Jair may naturally play more slot because of that. Is kind of my thought. Not sure I love it, but like if he's going up against Justin Jefferson, Jefferson Justin Jefferson doesn't play all his snaps out of an outside as an outside wide receiver. He doesn't. Even, I'm not even sure if he plays most of his snaps as an outside wide receiver. He goes everywhere, right? He's normally outside. I mean, he, I know he's normally outside, but they bring him in motion. They put him in the slot a ton. Just right? for Jared Gritty on him. I watched the highlight again. It, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. But, like, where does Cooper Cup play most of his time? Like, a lot of the top-end wide receivers are playing more and more in the slot to get better releases. 
Yeah, it's angles. It's math. Yeah, no, 100%. Geometry. So if Jair's covering more of those people, hopefully, and hopefully last year proved that that's what should happen in a lot of circumstances, he's going to be kind of following all over. That's just my two cents. I don't disagree. That's also just a lot of wishful thinking that Barry's going to allow him to shadow it in is, some it is. form of man, because normally it helps to be in a form of man. There it isn't necessary, but it is. It you is. just kind of move over, you know, your little zone. I just think that matchup with, dependent. I'm sure. Yeah, and it does also depend. It just depends on where they decide to put people. I just 100%. think we're going to have, and I'm especially hoping right because I don't want to see Savage back at safety. I want to see him in the slot. We're, we're I want to see him back at safety. I want to see think. him in Keyshawn. And I'm I know I'm pretty sure you're right. I'm pretty sure you're right. But yeah, probably. I, so we'll we'll see how the corner room, how it all works out. You just need a lot of good corners in this league at this point. I get that. But I also want to be maximizing the talent that we have. Yeah, put them all so, on the field. Yeah, so I want, out. I want Stokes put and Rasul on tight and ends, whatever and it is. Savage in the slot, whatever it is, instead of having Jonathan Owens, Trenavius Moore. Do you mean Mr. Simone Biles? Yeah, Mr. Simone Biles, yeah. <laughs> she was playing. Might be different. Might be slot different. Slot corner all day. He seems like he's good at tackling people. He does. That kind of seems to be his M.O. Maybe he's going to learn the Savage, hug him in the end zone. We'll see. Hopefully he hugs him before the end zone. Yeah, that'd be nice. Crap, it's my turn again. It is. Man, I feel like this is the opposite of I think and I know, because I'm always <laughs> on my sh- and you're like, oh. And I never have an answer for anything? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> dun, 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 I know. Dun, dun, dun. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you were already kind of hinting at We've already talked about him enough. I mean, Darnell Savage. I mean, we, he kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with a couple of the other conversations we've had, so we might as well talk about him, right? We need to know what he is. He needs to do something. He is should be the best safety slot whatever guy back there that is in the corner. He should be the best player in the secondary that is not Jair, Rasul, or Eric Stokes, right? Agreed. I, I don't know what position that is. I hope we find out. So but he, he should be doing something. Maybe they're thinking. Remember we talked last year about how you know he got benched and he took it on the chin. Yeah. He took it like a man. He he started studying more. Right. Maybe that's what we need a glass half full focus on. Maybe we need a glass half full focus on that it wasn't just the fact that he was in the slot. I know he excelled there at Maryland, but maybe it was also the fact that he was like, oh, shit, I'm going to lose my job. I need to study harder. I need to work harder. Sometimes fear is a great motivator. 100%. Some guys need a little bit of a gut check to kind of get them going. Yeah, play up to their potential. So that's the case. And if he has those same study habits and he can have that level of play at the Mm -hmm. normal safety spot, okay, great. I mean, I'm fine with it. On paper, he's a great free safety, right? He's, he's got fast. all the tools for it. You can actually catch the ball. He can. I'd love to see that. Talking to you, Jair. <laughs> Being my mentions. But uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. Hopefully, you're you're 100% right. Hopefully, everything that made him better that, that second part of the season had, nothing, had little to do with the position, all mentality, work ethic, that kind of thing. If not, you put his ass back in the slot. You put Rudy Ford back there. You call it a day. Unless they have Who's Khalif the Raymond. safety? Probably Jonathan Owens. I mean, Owens or Moore. I know that Moore is really fast. 
and he he's a good tackler. Special teams. He's six. He's got good size. I, I I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's not going to be down Levitt. No, I imagine it's probably Owens to start the year. Um, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Your boy Anthony Johnson Jr., sir, he is your boy. I, he's 100%. That's why I said start the year. I purposely added start the year because I think Anthony Johnson will be a start by the end of the year, 100%. little dark horse. Yeah. I when uh, when Kentrell Bryce did follow me back on Instagram. Which, I shout did... out to that, by the way. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Message me back. I appreciate you, bro. Devin sliding into the DMs of random ex-Packers. <laughs> I have his jersey. That man's a legend. It worked, though. Love that man. I did tell him that we could use him back on the Packers. I don't know if he read it, but maybe he'll come he back. Did. That'd be nice. I mean, he would he fit could start. Right, he would fit right in with the group. He, we have. <laughs> he would have a good chance as anybody. He 100 percent would. He 100 percent would. Yeah, we kind of did have to talk about Darnell. We did indirectly enough. I mean, he's very obviously like one of the most underachieving players on this team. But at the yeah. same time, like the Minnesota game. Right, like I said, you know, I, I was watching that play and I was like, Am I okay? Like that I can't be. But you see the flashes. You see He's it. got it. He's got everything he needs to be successful. He does. He's gotta put it all together. That wonderful really cliche. You're up and honestly, I don't know if I have any more. Yeah, I'm kinda of coming to the end of end of mine. Um I talked a lot about defense. I talked exclusively about these defense so far. Um yeah, I think my last one, I believe, will be Romeo Romeo. Where out though, Romeo? Where out though, Romeo? Oh, uh, I think we kind of have an idea of Christian Watson at this point, uh, which is crazy to say because he was hurt and had some incre- incredible games, but he has a very easy spot in the offense. The floor is pretty damn high with what point, we've seen. The yeah. floor was the floor for him, when people said he had a low floor, I always felt it was, and I think we talked about this, his floor was MVS. Right? I know. Devin's giving me a look right now. <laughs> I got to bring these things up, man. Uh, but that's that? his floor. Run really fast, straight. Catch the ball, you know, sometimes. He could do that. <laughs> it's been a good show, everybody. Good night. Um, but... He showed he was much more dynamic, just like we thought he was. Right. Those those jet reverses. Oh, my God. He's lethal. Deadly. Uh, he's got stuff to work on. 100% he does. Pause for our Bear fans. Yeah, we're talking to you. Continue. <laughs> we. He has a lot to work on. He's got to work on his hands, develop the route tree, yada, 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 whatever, right? He's a weapon out the gate day one. We already know that. He is a problem. He's a problem. He's going to have a lot of attention on him. This upcoming year, right? But he's the guy that also takes the top off the defense. People are watching him, right? So what do you need besides that? Underneath, you do. route runner consistent that has to win when they have man coverage. Correct. Which they're going to. Wouldn't you, if you're playing the Packers? 100%. Until they can prove, you go. I go cover one man. I send a linebacker right at Jordan Love, and I say, yeah. show me what you got. The Chiefs game plan. Right from when he filled in. Oh yeah, it was the COVID game. What was it? Cover zero, pretty much. Yeah, they blitzed him every single down. Man across, just, just couldn't do it. But it wasn't just blitzing. It was. It was, it was cover zero. It was. It was like yeah. It that was is, everybody. Send like the house in Madden. We say engage. It's like balls here, but it's really not because he's right. got three guys deep. It was. You have man on the outside, and that's it. 
hundred percent. So that's I he's gonna face that. Maybe not every game, right? Not every defense is really gonna do that or man up that much, but you're definitely gonna face it this year. I would say he's gonna see it. Yeah. Until he makes people pay for it. Until yeah. you have proven, right? That's why people stopped blitzing Aaron. I know strong comparison there, but like until you make somebody pay for it. They're just going to keep doing it. They're just going to keep calling it. 100%. Yeah. And you know what they weren't doing in Philly last year? They were not blitzing him like crazy. Because why would they? They were up by a bunch, right? Might have helped because you get the ball well, to Christian it, Watson it didn't hurt. and he's in the end zone. Oh, sh- oh, oh. Right, especially oh. during that stretch. It's like, oh, game plan. Just give him the ball a bunch. That's a, that's a good one. <laughs> it's, it's like when you have the the kid in junior high who's just like matured when everybody else has. Yeah, he's and, really and like he's a high school like a man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was Foley at something. He was, you just give him the ball and, all right, game over. Just, you're done. Mm-hmm. You're good. He's Johnson. literally bigger, stronger, faster than everybody. So, no problem. Uh, so, we kind of know that about Christian Watson, right? But you're 100% right. We need someone more intermediate routes. Who's going to win those slant routes right off the bat? Christian Watson did sometimes last year, right? But he didn't look super comfortable with it. Romeo already has a better release package. He's got to work on his hands. But he also has speed to burn you deep. I mean, he's not. We're not talking about Anquan Bolden here, right? But enough. He's got enough speed to be a legitimate deep threat when needed. When you just kind of put someone on him, all the safety help is going to be towards Christian Watson. Was right? Anquan Bolden that fast? I feel like Mike Wallace or Deshaun would have been a much better comparison. No, no, no. I was saying Romeo Dubs, like, possession receiver, you frequently think they don't have speed like Anquan Bolden. You know what I mean? Was he that or slow? Like Larry Fitzgerald. Never, never a speed guy. I yeah, mean, Anquan they, they, always slow. They win with their routes. Correct. And catching the ball and contested catches, which, if I may just jump on for a second, yep. you're mentioning his hands, which is kind of crazy because he dropped some of the easiest passes. Mm-hmm. And then you look up his highlight reel, you look at, like, the catch in New England, the catch in Buffalo. Yep. What? And we've brought this up before, and it's never a good comparison, but who was a lot like that when they were young? Devontae. 100%. That's exactly what Devontae did. And when you were talking about not being super fast and being a route runner and winning with your routes? Devontae. Devontae. And Romeo Dubs is faster than Devontae significantly. We are not saying, I'm going to say this again, we are not saying that Romeo Dobbs is Devontae. No. We are it's, saying. It's like a mold of wide receiver. You can be successful even if you don't run 4-3. And even when we were talking about some of the, the rookie wide receivers, I think Dontavian Wicks I was using, it's kind of a mold of Devontae. Explosive, not fast. Yes, right? as we both learned, or as Correct. I learned. <laughs> Correct. Why did um, we draft him? He's slow as shit. <laughs> Damn it. So was Devante. Uh, okay. But Romeo, if we're bringing this back to 40 times, was like a full tenth faster than Devante. Like he's, he's got some speed. He's not Christian Watson speed, but he's got some speed to him. And he's got speed, as we saw. I know it's preseason, but I think back to preseason in San Fran. Yeah, burned a slot fade, yeah. like Alan Lazard. Yeah, I mean, you you go press man. You're playing Russian roulette. You might just blow your head off. Like, good luck. It could be a problem. You're dead. But we need the consistency guy, right? Because Christian Watson could easily end this year with what, like 70, 80 catches, 1,200, 1,300 yards, something like that, right? He's the big play. And, and too, I know you're going to say Aaron Jones, maybe coin toss, but like, Nine is is who they're circling in yeah. every single defensive 100%. meeting. He's the guy that a one play is going to change the game. 100%. Potentially, right? Yeah. So who's the guy that's going to get 100 catches? It's got to be Romeo. 
doesn't have to be Romeo. It doesn't it have to be should be Romeo. Romeo. It should be Romeo. It needs to be somebody in the supporting cast. It does. It, re- it really does. I think J- Jaden Reed could probably do it, but I don't know exactly how they're going to deploy him yet. Um, he's not going to do it as rookie here, but I think long term he could also do that. But you're giving me a look. What's happening? I'm giving you a look. How dare you? You think it's Josiah? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. No. I'm low on sleep. I'm not low on brains today. I don't think it's Josiah. Bo Melton. It's not Bo Melton. You, I'm naming literally everybody, have, but the, probably the right you answer. You <laughs> have brought this up so many times that every single time we have a Packer press conference this offseason, the reporters yeah. are like, oh, yeah, so, you know, how you feeling about the young wide receivers, you know, the rookies, and you got Romeo and Christian leading, and how is it going to be, you know, for Jordan throwing the ball when you have Romeo and Christian? And that's, who does he bring up every time? And that's all where they leave. They just leave it right there. And who does Matt refer to every single time? Samore Toure. 100%. Also known as All Day Toure. By yours truly. I really have a hard time imagining him jumping Romeo. And that's what he'd have to do to get 100 catches. Okay, not 100 catches, but I do think he is someone who's going to be a little unheralded. He's not going to be my last. Maybe like a 40 catch guy, something like that. Has to step up. Yeah, I think a 40 catch would be wonderful for him. I agree. I think people are thinking that Jane Reed is probably just the, the slot, which is... A fair thought, even though as we talked about, Reed can go outside. Yeah, he doesn't have to play slot. Maybe he's the three, whatever you want to call it, however you want to punch your numbers. But yeah, I, th- I think Toure will help as well. I agree, and I think this whole slot thing, we're getting more and more to less traditional positions, right, as we kind of talked about. Uh, Christian Watson's going to play a fair amount in slot, I imagine. I think that'd be wonderful. I mean, those crossers with him. Crossers there to get the press man off of him, potentially, like that kind of thing. That, Like I said, that's what they do with Cooper Cup. That's what they do with Justin Jefferson. That's what all the top-level wide receivers do. They get moved around a ton. Doesn't mean they're slot guys, but they're going to... The days of old, right, where Randy Moss played outside 100% of his, sl- his snaps, they're gone. It's not going to happen anymore, right? You're going to get moved around to try to get uh, beneficial people on you. Like, that's just the way it works. God. Get a better matchup. Could you imagine if they had the schematic knowledge that we have now back then? Oh, my God. Amazing. Amazing the things we could see. 100%. 100%. Although putting Randy Moss in the slot didn't work when you had uh, Desmond Bishop on him. <laughs> Shout out to our, our sister show. Uh, a couple guys I went to college with also have a, have a Packer podcast. We started first, but I'm also very proud of them. And they had a, they had a nice clip with him on. I'll give him some love. Yeah. Hey, no problem with that. I just, I couldn't. The, the I know supporting another show outweighed, um, like the, the story outweighed the you know, supporting another show, whatever. He, um, I don't know if I'd share this with you, but in the interview, Bishop was like, Yeah, so we call this play, and Randy's in the slot. This is when, when Randy was in the Vikings and they mm-hmm. came up to Green Bay. Uh, the one time we beat him with Nate Favre, and he's like, Oh, okay. All right, all right. Brands in the slot, and he's still like a, a simple, I don't know, sit down, a curl or something. And he's like, coaches are saying all week, man. Like even if, even if you got him covered, like Brett's still going to throw it. So like, don't get off him, and that's, that's exactly what happened. Like you watch the play because the clip they had, it was just like zoomed in on him. He just sits there for like an ungodly long two <laughs> seconds. Like it feels like forever. Like go on to your next read. You got Percy Harvin out there somewhere. Vasante Shanko. Sidney Rice is somewhere. Right? Sidney Rice is somewhere. He's like six foot three, four. He was big. What's that? Yeah, Sidney Rice is a big guy. Yeah, I like Sidney Rice. 
Me too. As much as I could for a Vikings receiver. Percy right? Harvin. I liked him too. Oh, God. I always thump the table for Percy Harvin. 100%. And when we got Randall Cobb, I was like, oh, my God, this is Percy Harvin. Different. And it didn't work out that way. Mm-hmm. But Randall Cobb played, so that made it better. Like, he, he was on the field. I mean, much more consistent, and I'm sure his yards far surpassed Percy Harvin's, but... Percy Harvin currently would destroy the league. Like, young oh my Percy God. Harvin. I mean, and if he stayed healthy, I feel like when he was on the field, I know they had Peterson, but that is who I feared. And they started doing some shit where, like, they put him in the backfield. Like, I remember they yeah. did a split gun with him and Peterson, and they just, like, sent him out in a route. I was like, Brandon Schiller, you good? <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Schiller, you not good. <laughs> Brady Papinga, please. <laughs> Storm and Morvin. Oh, God. All right. Well, that's uh, that's our 2010 <laughs> tangent. I don't think we've done one on the show that long. I kind of like it, though. Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was a good time. That was just was generic. Just kind of flew. I like it. Love it. Um, yeah, do you have anything else to say about Romeo? I just got on the, the two-ray train. I just, we just need him to, to kind of pick up where he left off, right? He started the year pretty hot last year. I felt like he looked good mm-hmm. early. Then he got hurt and then didn't really come back great after that, which thankfully coincided with Christian Watson, Christian Watson's ascension to like godlyhood, that little stretch there. Um, but we we have nothing but young wide receivers, right? Nothing but young wide receivers. We need some people to step up. He's the obvious one, right? Christian Watson's going to be a problem for people. But Romeo needs to be that kind of consistent guy. You know, third and five, throw it to Romeo on a deep slant and call it a day. Yeah, that's what we need. Um, and I expect that's what we'll get. I have high hopes for him. Yeah, I think, like you said, you definitely need somebody to win underneath consistently. And and I I would say he's my he's my pick going into the season for and sure. So far, at least from what I kind of heard, uh, Jordan Love loves him, right? Oh. He's kind of Jordan Love's boy so far. Him and Watson and Reed and like they've all been throwing. Which You've I love. seen it all off season. I don't remember seeing that ever with Rodgers and his receivers. And, and I was younger, and but to be fair, maybe it happened in like oh eight, oh nine, ten. Before 11. everybody had cell phones and right. Instagram and before we were like on top of it and people were sending videos all the time and putting them on social media and we weren't paying as much attention as we are now, that kind of thing. But, and we but bo- I agree. We both love Aaron and what he did for us. And we probably will have a show coming up. We're going to have to have an Aaron show at some point. Oh, of course we will. Oh, we haven't done that. Shit. It's, it's got to be before the season. So. Hello, hello, tears. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, there there were some people that pointed out that last year that he stayed away from stuff. Yeah. From team activities. Completely fair. I understand it. We did have these rookie receivers. Would have been nice. Would have been nice. And now you see that Jordan is taking the time. Either he's flying to them or flying them out there or they are making time. Right. To work on it. And even when I was at training camp last year, they, I mean, Aaron didn't throw much, which, like, is fair. I get it. And Christian Watson was hurt, so that didn't help a ton either. But, you know, Jordan Love handled most of the throwing. Him, Danny Etling. Shout out Danny Etling. Good um, to see him soon. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Aaron just, like, okay, would go in for first team reps, and then, like, that was, he was done. Adios. You know? Yep. All the I'm, quarterback drills and stuff, you kind of like throw a ball once, twice, then, you know, go cheer for Jordan Love. <laughs> which, to be fair, he was legitimately cheering for Jordan Love and Danny Etling, which was awesome. But he was kind of like wandering around, talking to the like the training staff and the equipment Bobby staff. Bakhtiari and, and- yeah, 100%, which was like kind of cool to see because, you know, he legitimately cares about some of these people. 
you don't have to go talk to the equipment staff and just hang out with them for 20 minutes, but he did. He did mention them all the time in all he of his did. thank you press conferences and whatnot. Uh, he would mention people by name that we had never heard of before. Correct. So, like, he, he's a legitimate person that cares about people, right? And that could, could have gotten lost in, in how that all ended. But, yeah, didn't throw a ton. Didn't throw a ton to the young guys. That's for sure. So that, that I'm looking forward to. Hopefully there's a lot of chemistry coming with that group. Just a little side note before it sounds like we're signing off. Yeah. Do you know who is the most veteran player oh, no. in the receiving core? The receiving I'm not talking core. backs. So tight ends and receivers. It's got to be Josiah. It's the prophet. Yeah. It's Josiah. And then Tyler Davis, right? Uh, don't bring it up. Yeah, because we don't even have any of the guys like, um, oh, God, what's his name? Yeah, Jeff Gotten. Some of those wide receivers. What? What? Who am I thinking Danny of? Danny Gray. No, the other one. He was what? Uh, Arizona. He, was he started in Arizona. He started in Arizona. Yeah, when we had no wide receivers. Oh, Winfrey. Yeah, Winfrey. We don't even have guys like Winfrey hanging out anymore. He was like twenty-eight. Like he wasn't. There was no upside. Yeah, no, there's no point. I'd much rather go with all straight youth. But yeah, it's but, it's literally Josiah is the old man. And then Tyler Davis. And Tyler terrifying. Davis. <laughs> And yeah. then what? Christian and Romeo. I mean, that's it. It's Samari. That's it. Thank you. And Bo Belton. Thank you. This podcast is a win because you corrected yourself from excluding Samari Toure when listing the major wide receivers. I mean, it was really just like the year oh, they whoa, came whoa. in. Oh, whoa. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which why, I don't know oh, if you, my God. you're too excited about Samari. I also mentioned Bo Melton right after oh, that, my God. we picked him up last year. Oh, my God. It was just all the you. receivers that came in last year. Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. I got you. But we mentioned everybody in the receiving courtroom today, except for one person. Except for my boy. Grant DeBose? DeBose. DeBose? De I don't know what I was trying to say. The, the, I don't know either. The 20 minutes of sleep didn't really help me on that one. Falling apart here at the end. But yeah, my boy Grant. Love that guy. So does Steve Smith. Super excited to see him in the preseason. Oh, yeah. Super excited. Gonna see him in person. It's gonna be great. I will be at the uh, the Packers Patriots game, so hopefully they actually do play some of their starters. We're gonna need a full rundown there. Oh, of course, you will get every single stem. I love it of Josiah's route tree. I can <laughs> promise you that, folks. It's gonna be an hour and a half of Josiah breakdown off of three snaps. <laughs> I'll call it seven. That's my bold prediction. Fair enough. Alrighty, guys. Well, until next time. Go pack. Go. Go pack. Go.